We're going to read the resurrection story from Matthew chapter 28. And if you have your Bible or device and you want to turn to Matthew chapter 28, feel free. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone, and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. As he said, Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly, tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. It's interesting that Matthew brings out the fact that women reported the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's just interesting because women at that time were not even encouraged to uh, be a witness in court. They weren't allowed to even witness the court. So if, man, Matthew wanted to bring across a hoax and a false story, probably wouldn't have had women in the story coming to the tomb and revealing that Jesus Christ was risen from the, from the dead. In all four Gospels, the resurrection is, comes to a climax because it's the center of redemption. Because without the resurrection, one can only pity Jesus as a dead martyr. Isn't it true? They can only rely on him as a, as a teacher, a teacher that had lofty ideals, great teachings, but sadly was misrepresented and misunderstood. Or without the resurrection, Jesus was just a crazed, narcissistic lunatic who had insane delusions of a, of a huge magnitude and had this Messiah complex that was crazy. Paul said this about the resurrection. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. We believe that Jesus Christ has been risen from the dead. Amen? Jesus' resurrection was the first fruits of our resurrection to come. The first fruit offering found in the Old Testament was an agricultural term that stated that the farmer would bring the first fruits or a portion of the harvest to the priest and they would offer that to God. Paul describes Jesus' resurrection as the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. It was taken to the priest, offered to God. The word means promise to come. 
Paul is saying here that the resurrection of Christ and of the believers in him cannot be separated. Why? Because Christ's resurrection is the first fruits of the resurrection, the harvest. That is the resurrection of believers. Doesn't that encourage you today? Jesus said it himself. I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Listen to Paul who said this. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in this newness of life. For we have been united with him in death like his. We shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Good news. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead. He spent about 40 days meeting people. He met with individuals. He met with small groups. At one time, he met with 500 people. He appeared in rooms, just appeared. That'd be kind of freaky. His resurrection speaks of our resurrection. Guys, one day, we will have a body that will last for all eternity. You might have looked in the mirror lately and wondered what in the world is going on. Wrinkles, hair growing out in different places that you knew not of, things happening to your body. The Bible says that all creation is groaning for this redemption, for this this renewal, this restoration of life with God, that sin right from the garden produced this death. And everything has died. Our physical bodies are dying. And it seems like the more we stray from God in our our academics, in our government, in our social life, the more delusional we become, the more insane we become, the more crazy we become. We need a resurrection in our heart and in our life today that starts now as we accept Christ into our heart. Ah, the Bible says the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, if you're in Christ, now dwells in you. He gives life to our mortal bodies. It's It's not an after thing. It's not an afterlife thing. It's a now life. It's a here and now. Because heaven really isn't a place. It's a person. The person of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. He will be the light of heaven. He will be everything that's, that we're enthralled with, everything that we enjoy, everything that we are engaged in, that we experience will come from Christ as being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And his quest for us today is that we know him here and now so that we can be, enjoy that eternal life now so that when we pass to the other side, we'll have this assurance and confidence Not in a place where we hand a ticket and we walk in, but in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. What a great God we serve. The resurrection turned around the disciples, didn't it? We know that uh, Peter denied Christ three times after he was taken into custody. And he even cursed at a little girl about 50 days later on the day of Pentecost, who was the dude that gave the message 
where 3,000 souls came to know Christ in his resurrection power and life. It was Peter. Why? Because he experienced the resurrected Christ. And he experienced the promise of the Father that the Holy Spirit would be poured out upon all flesh. The Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, that same Spirit with all authority and all power, the Bible says, and I believe, now dwells in us in Christ. And this is the wonder of resurrection. And this is the message that, that we preach, is that we don't have to hope so. We can hope no through the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ today. And I think the world needs to see uh, folks that aren't concerned about religion and ritual and dogma and creeds. They need to know that people care about them. Amen? That people love them. The Bible says that as I have loved you, Jesus said, love one another. Lots of times, I understand, Christian beat, Christians beat each other up and they beat the world up with a gospel message that is judgmental and accusatory. Yeah, we know that sin separates us. We know that the wrath of God is going to be revealed against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men. We understand that there's going to be a judgment time when every person, every nation, tribe, and tongue will come before Christ and will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The idea is, is that you do it while you're here and now. Amen? Do it here and now. So our aim at Still City Church is to love with hands open, build trusted relationships, serve the high school, serve our community and in some way their hearts will be stirred with our good deeds that will create goodwill in which we can share the gospel of the lord jesus christ that god loves you and he sent a son his son to die who was god and is god creator of the universe who created the cosmos stepped down from his throne, left his majesty and splendor, and became the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. What a great God we serve. My testimony is that I grew up as a pastor's kid, mischievous, a fighter, a lot of wrath, a lot of anger. You looked at me wrong, you're going to pay for it. A lot of wrath, a lot of anger. And I said to the Lord, if, if this is just religion, if this is just a ritual that I do on the external, I'm done. I'm done. When God revealed himself to me, he revealed mice to me. He said, son, you're going to be the worst sinner this world has ever seen. You need to come to me. You need a savior. And this is the gospel message for, for everybody. Is that God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him and trusts in him. He will not perish, but have everlasting life. It's a gospel of love. It's a gospel of grace. It's a gospel of resurrection power. And this is why we gather on a Sunday morning to celebrate that. And it is awesome. So Jesus' resurrection was the first fruits of our resurrection to come. He was offered to God and God accepted his sacrifice. And now, when time is over, or when we pass, when Christ comes again, we will be resurrected in the same fashion because Christ 
blazed the trail of resurrection power and life for us. And it has and is awesome. The resurrection shows that Jesus is the powerful son of God who has conquered sin and death and reigns as Lord of all. Listen to this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I tell you this, brothers and sisters, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Remember the story of uh, Nicodemus came to Jesus in John chapter 3, and Jesus said, dude, you got to be born again. And this wise sage makes this comment. Do I have to go back into my mother's womb? I mean, come on. Jesus must have, you know, come on, snap out of it. No, this is what he was bringing again. You're born of water. You must be born of the spirit. The Bible says that we are dead in our trespasses and sin. Our spirit needs to come alive by the power of God, the very life-giving power of the spirit of God that reigns and rules within us. Let's keep reading. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written. And I love this passage of Scripture. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I, can I hear an amen for that? Amen. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Concerning his son, it was de he was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans says this, raised from the dead, Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Oh, yes. That great word, justification. Our, we have therefore been justified by his sacrifice, declared righteous in the eyes of God as we trust in Jesus Christ to be our Savior and our Lord. The resurrection demonstrates that Jesus' blood of the new covenant saves his people from his sin. And our big, 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 big fat problem when it all boils down is our sin factor. The fact that we are fallen people that need a savior. Because Jesus rose again, justice will be brought to victory. Isn't that an awesome thing in this day and age as we watch the news and we see the craziness of the courts? Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, it's the same. There's just a two-tier justice system that's out there. The Bible says that Jesus will right all earthly wrongs and renew the world. The martyrs whose blood cries out from the ground for justice will be vindicated. The unto untold millions of injustices perpetrated by human beings throughout history shall be made right. There will be an ultimate reckoning for sin, and Satan will be the greatest loser, losing the cosmic battle for your soul and for mine. Amen? Oh, I love the verse. 
that says Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly, and he came to destroy the works of the devil. The devil's work is to kill, steal, and destroy and keep you in, from the presence, the purpose, and the passion of Jesus Christ in your heart and life. By raising Jesus, God showed all people that they will ultimately answer to him for what they have done. Acts 17, 31, for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. Let's live in our lives here and now, friends, in the resurrection power and victory that Christ gives us. 1 Peter 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We don't find the living hope by external rituals while our heart is not changed. Amen? You and I know it when we don't have a heart that's filled with love and grace and we do external religious stuff. It's a burden. We want to get it over with. We want to do stuff to maybe achieve our way to God. God's not impressed with our good deeds or our good works. He's impressed with us when we receive his mercy and we say we cannot make it on our own. I receive your mercy. This verse tells us this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ according to his great mercy. Mercy is that time when you deserved a a good reckoning from your parents or maybe your dad and your dad showed you mercy mercy is not giving you what you really deserve because of our sin and separation to God and a holiness we we could not come to God somebody had to pay that debt Jesus Christ paid that debt amen we receive his mercy the Bible says the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ have you received his mercy have you received his mercy amen that it says this mercy as we receive it he caused us to be born again this is a weird saying isn't it born again the Bible speaks of our our lives our spirit being dead and our lives needing to be made alive through the truth of God and the power of his Holy Spirit, we come alive to the things of God. For you were raised, who raised Christ Jesus from the dead, will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Born again to this living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. There might be, uh, as you look into your heart and life today, there might be a lot of dead things. A lot of hurts and pains and sorrow that kind of kept you down. And the enemy of our soul has kind of picked up on it. And he's the slanderer. He's the accuser, right? He's the evil one that comes against us, wants to keep life subjugated in our heart and in our life. There might be things in your heart and life today that you need resurrection and power to bring those dead things to life, amen? To forgive the brokenness of your past and for you to walk in resurrection power and life. Romans 8, 
10 and 11 in closing is this. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Isn't that an awesome, awesome thing? Do you need life today? Do you need a healing in your body? Maybe there's a healing in your mind that has to take place. Jesus is here today to minister to your heart and life, give you resurrection power and resurrection life. Maybe there's broken relationships. Maybe it's financial needs. Maybe there's uh, the brokenness of the past that you just can't get over. And when you look towards the future, you're wondering, how in the world am I going to make it? Jesus says, come to me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen? Rest. That's what we need today. If you've never accepted Christ as your Savior and received his mercy, do it today, and you'll find out that there's a new life that God has for you that will blow your mind, and you'll finally come into contact with the purpose passion that God ordained for you from the beginning of time. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful life, friends. Things might get crazy around us, but the Bible says that our life is hidden with Christ and God, provided for, protected, blessed, favored, and anointed by God. So we love to talk about the resurrection, because without the resurrection, we're just stupid people. And we're gathered here for nothing. And we change the bars to a coffee bar. We might as well keep it to liquor because we eat, drink, and be merry, and then we die. But because Jesus Christ has been risen again, amen, we turn this place into a place of prayer and a house where God can dwell. No more with the spirit of liquor and alcohol, but the spirit of God, amen? Raise us up and strengthen us and give us joy and give us a future. He knows the plans that he has for you, plans for a future, plan to give you hope and a future that will only continue in eternity when we close our eyes and our body dies here. We realize that we have an assurance that is with Christ because he won the victory and we trust him as our God and our Savior. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up and we're going to sing this awesome song in closing. It's called Death Was Arrested. Death was arrested. And death died on that day when Jesus rose again. <laughs>